world is fire and blood. Hi, this is Bob here. And this is the enemy below. And this is and this is the Bob here and the Any Biblo podcast. We're recording to do uh, recording. We're all to get the bands all together again for the first time in about a hundred years. So, Holy crud monkeys! Yeah, this is like you know. So, so anyway, uh, well, anyway, I don't how, think that those crud monkeys have to be holy. Yes. So, enemy, how are you doing? I, you've you've finished your uh, your stint at Grand Hotel, and your yeah. knees are killing you, or something like that. Is well, that no, my knees are a little better. It's my ass still hurts, and not in that happy, happy, good way. So, <laughs> is that? Oh. I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know. Well, I, <laughs> I did not that get that memo when I was in prison. Oh, I've got well, about I, three or four people that I can give you their number. And, you know. Oh yeah, can you? Oh, you. I amazed. believe that's just called uh, Roto Rooter. <laughs> You might I, have one or two already, so. Yeah. Oh no no I do I do I've always I always like to keep one of those in my back pocket. So how did uh, how did how did how did the dancing end up beating your butt up? I mean how, what was that all? I just <laughs> apparently my uh, my body does not understand that when you dance you have to use muscles that have not been used before. Uh, uh especially when you do the kind of dancing on. I was doing. Which was just uh, you know. Which, which was uh, Charleston on the level of, holy crap, he's really drunk and crazy. So, ah, okay. Uh, yeah, it was, a little, it was a little more than my body was ready for. Uh, mm. I still, I pulled it off, but I definitely felt it. Yeah. Are you now, now would you say, uh, would you be up to the level where you could be like, now, Phil, I want to give you the moon. I want to give you the moon here. Would you yeah, be up there with the, uh, at the Wonderful Life, uh, Charleston? It's pretty close to that, yeah. Plus, on yeah. top of it, you add on the Lionel Barrymore from the Grand Hotel movie, where he's like, and and and. Like when I said Lionel Barrymore, it actually sounded more like uh, Curly Joe from the late Three Stooges, of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it just sound like someone having a stroke during an orgasm. <laughs> or just having a really good orgasm where they or, go, are you okay? Or a really ah. good stroke. Ah. Really good Depends stroke. on who's stroking. <laughs> stroke, me, stroke me, stroke me. Stroke me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and uh, I understand, uh, Mr. The Bandit, you're uh, going to, you're going, you are... You're doing well. You're you're you sort of like you're moving forward on your education to uh, basically. I warp am. People's I minds. am actually. Uh, I am going to be pursuing at this point a uh, degree and possibly getting a doctorate in psychology. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so who better than and, a crazy person? person? Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, you be warned. <laughs> meet meet Nutso the clown. <laughs> Doctor, I hear voices. What do you care? What do you? What do you want? Voices? I got choruses. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I was saying earlier. That, uh, sadly, the only chorus I get is made by Solieri. I don't even rank up there with Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just get. I've got, I've got the second best chorus <laughs> of, lo- of voices that's, in my head. That's going to be the title of my memoirs: the second best chorus in my head. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So anyway. Uh, Anyway, so um, moving quickly, uh, I don't know. I 
just one little thing on my end. I saw the Who this weekend or last week. Who? Last the yes the yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes who? As we start, you know, like we I could insert the entire um, Abbott and Costello who's on first routine now. It'd take up a, like ten minutes of airtime, but I think we should. Would anyone on. know the difference? <laughs> I don't know. I think we lost. I think uh, Mr. Bandit, uh, enemy, are you there or are you just? Yeah, tired? no, I'm, no, I'm still here. I'm just, uh, you know. He's so he's so uh, uh, just trans uh, transcended by our conversation. He's transfixed. I am. I'm 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 focused. Focused. So anyway, saw the Who, which they were. I was the last time I'd saw them was like 2002, and they had you know, Ed Whistle had just died, so they didn't quite give the kind of show that you would you know ex- you know. Well, it's harder like, to do when you're dead. Yeah, it is harder to do when you're dead. Now, yeah, I mean, the East Germans are very difficult in that there competition. Are, <laughs> two of the Who are left. It's it's Daltrey and Townsend, and it and was. Uh, is Townsend still uh, uh, scouring the internet on behalf of the police for child porn? Uh, no, I think they took that computer away from him. Uh, <laughs> I I always love that excuse. It's, look, oops. I was go I was going out there. I was doing my duty. Doing doing my bit. Yeah. yeah. Oops. I was doing the right thing. Yes. Well, when I say I duty, know. I mean shit, and by shit, I mean bullshit of an excuse. <laughs> exactly. We're getting. I is that you? The we're getting a lot of um, wind. Or are you standing outside? Somebody standing outside in the, in the wind here because I'm getting. That is wind. probably me. This yeah, is my this is my new microphone, so it, so it could we're, be. Okay, folks, we're gonna have see a, if I can readjust. We're having a little learning curve here on the microphone stuff because we're. Is that better? We're, there we go. That's good. Yeah, we're just oh. a little bit of a background noise. Is anything just, for you, Bob? Yeah, well, not please. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying I'm gonna go Daltrey shirtless, but go. no, no. But actually, and one thing is actually what I one of the things that's sort of like. I was sitting there at adultery who was like 70 years old and for a man who's 70, the man is ripped and I'm like sitting there and I'm like looking at, you know, like the tubby body I happen to be inhabiting and I'm going, this has got to change. So I've got like, you know, I've been counting calories. I got this activity monitor and all this other stuff, you know, going on. I'm even weighing portions of food and doing more exercises. So, Ooh. you know, so anyway, That's very good actually. I'm I'm very impressed. I'm very proud of you. Now I would well, say all three of us need to aspire to have the body of a 70 year old Roger Dalton, a, a geriatric athlete. <laughs> well, I mean, sadly, the thing is, I mean, sadly, I mean, me and the enemy below are are 30 years prior. But well, I honestly, you know, to be honest, I, I one of the things that it took it to me is like I know you know people my age and around me you know who've got like chronic knee problems they've got you know they got back problems they got all you know sorts of physical stuff that prevents them from doing anything physically you know active. Sounds like I don't a bunch have a holes. What I don't have that. I mean, I don't. Have... <laughs> I, you know you know you know I think one of the things you might have a little trouble with while in pursuing a career uh, as part of the job you might Empathy. actually be. Yeah, you might be asked to work the suicide prevention hotline, and that might not be a good night for a lot of people. I always go to my fallback line, which is, maybe life isn't for everyone. <laughs> yes. I just, I just think that that's a... No, no, you're not supposed to... Uh, Mr. Bennett, we're... I we're, thought the we're, suicide we're line of, was to encourage. We're kind of concerned the fact that you're actually, like, marking tallies on the wall during you your phone suicide calls. Suicide number 11, <laughs> two more, lucky one, 13. Two, yeah, you're just making hash marks, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Technically, that is an unemployment solution. Um, Sadly, I have received no calls. These are still the voices in my head, and I have convinced them all to go kill themselves. They don't even want to reside in there. 
think what I just said with you might be everything might be a little bit of extra study my, on your my end. My brain but. is like a roach motel. You can check in, <laughs> but you can never check out. It's like the Hotel California. So anyway, um, so that's like. I, but actually, I did enjoy the, I did enjoy seeing the Who. That was a, it was an amazing show. They really. Well, you do I, a lot so, of biking, also, don't you? Well, I had been doing a lot of biking, but I really wanted. I mean, the thing was really the amount of food I was. I mean, I was started to have these. Nowadays, they've got these amazing you know, number of these apps that chart. You know, you can keep track of what you're eating without writing it down, which is good. And, you weren't in that biker gang fight in uh, Waco, right? No, no, they A didn't. Different ask. kind of biking. Different type of biking. They didn't ask me. No, I don't get invited yeah, to those yeah, kind of parties. Yeah, I don't yeah, get invited to those. No, one, no, no. I don't think any of us have been invited. In fact, yeah. uh, my DVR told me specifically I couldn't even watch Sons of Anarchy. So yeah, <laughs> I was even like, no. disinvited from a TV yes. show. Well, I mean, you know, you're the only person I know of your age who's still got parental block on stuff. But anyway, we'll move along. <laughs> That's right. I do it myself. It's, it's for self protection. <laughs> self protection. You know what? You're very impressionable. Uh, <laughs> So, but anyway, though they were very good. I, I actually they're they're coming back again in October, so I'm going to go see them. It's there's only two of them left, but they they, I get yeah, Daltrey's voice isn't what it was, and and, and Townsend does not jump because after all he's he's seventy, and you know just no, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you know it's but, one of my favorite pictures of all time. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, just when it comes to just that kind of rock and roll, and and yeah. I was giving Townsend a hard time, but yeah. he was doing the uh, his famous helicopter. You know, mm-hmm. spin on his uh, right. guitar, right. and he was so fucked up. He mm-hmm. ended up impaling his hand on the little wah-wah bar, whatever yeah. you call that. And wow. uh, yes, yeah. and he held the guitar up with the wah-wah bar through his hand. Yeah. Wait for it. And Rolling Stone got a picture of him with his hand on his face as blood is just kind of pouring down. Yeah. I'm like that is fucking rock and roll, <laughs> like that guy, or that is just some heavy fucking drugs. Oh, yeah, it's both. In, in one Townsend's of the same. Case. One of the same in Townsend case. Although it was interesting, there was like uh, it was like Townsend's 70th birthday a few uh, about a week or so ago, two weeks ago, and uh, there was a you know blog post about it, and somebody said, well, you know, he's you know like these couple people who like. Uh, we're talking about him smashing his guitars, and it's like, God, you know, you weren't there, you don't know, you don't get it, and what is what, what are you going to do today, smash your ukulele? I mean, come on, it's yeah. just not... You're going to be like, hey, man, I remember Woodstock. I remember Woodstock. <laughs> I, I kind of remember, yeah. I'm talking about remember the one in the 90s. Remember that time Tiny Tim decided to just smash that smash ukulele? Smash his ukulele, yeah. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah. That oh, was rock and roll. And that was really not fair to Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> that was no, really no. rock and roll. Anyway, so... um. I'm so talking about as, Randy Savage's wife. Yes. So moving right. along to uh, pop culture, pop culture details. Um, <clears throat> um, yes. Uh, Enemy, have you managed to see the Avengers film? I have not. I was like, I got. I've seen everything, by the way. I did go see it yesterday, but nobody wanted to watch the baby, which apparently they <laughs> frown on babies crying during Avengers movies. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, don't be that guy. I just remember that the most pissed off I was ever at in a theater, because I, I try to be tolerant and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. joke design, empathetic to like people like wanting to get out and see it, but I went to go see Blade 2 years ago, and <laughs> someone brought their fucking baby, and it was like, if it was like a matinee showing, I'd get that, but it was like 9 p.m., and I'm like, well, no shit the baby's crying. It's late at night, and there's this fucking vampires all over the screen. <laughs> but why the fuck? Look, just because you didn't wear a condom, why the fuck do I have to suffer? There was, I believe, I'm trying to remember what Wait, let me get was. this right. You actually think that a crying baby could make Blade 2 worse? 
Hey, Blade Two is actually pretty good. Of oh, all the Blade movies, <laughs> dude, Guillermo del Toro directed of Blade Two. Blade, I, I love that. Of all the Blade movies, <laughs> of all the gin joints in all the world. <laughs> no, hey, you know what? I, from outer spaces, I, I, it wasn't bad. I'll say this. Now, actually, I think I I will, as much as I love you, I will vehemently disagree. I think not just of the Blade films. I think Blade Two is actually legitimately a very good movie. And I think that uh, Guillermo del Toro just did uh, it. If you like his work and his style, it is more a Guillermo del Toro film than a Blade film. And even the vampires, the way that their mouths like open up and have that weird kind of third jaw jutting out like uh, from Alien. (laughs) Yes. Like flower blossoming with teeth. The second one was the best. I'm not saying of the three. I'm saying I think it's actually a good movie. I won't even qualify it. I think Blade Two is a good film. I can't believe this is controversial. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Understood. I I the the I forget what movie it was. I think it might have actually. I love been, you, Enemy Below. I I, I think oh, yeah. I might have been King. Con- I don't know what it was. They they brought a kid, a small tri- smaller child, like who could talk. Yeah. Well, it, well, and, I, I, it would it could make enough noise that it was fucking annoying. Well, like it was one, crying. It was like, okay. like really well, fucking wailing. Well, I this mean, one, this this one was added another level because there's like, I, I maybe it was Jurassic Park. I think it might actually have been Jurassic Park. So like, they get to the scene with the Velociraptors are like chasing after the children. Right. And suddenly you start. He- I'm watching the film and I start hearing this voice in the theater. Home now. Home. Go home now. <laughs> go home what? now. Were they talking <laughs> to you? They're like grandpa. You're lost again. No, I think the kid wanted to. Home now. No C. Go home now. It's all right. Well, you know what? I I feel there's there's two quick things I will say. One is I I had something reminiscent of a Seinfeld episode where Jerry gets caught making out in the middle of Schindler's List. Was uh, I I fooled around with a girl uh, when I was in school, but it was at a matinee of Beauty and the Beast, and uh, Mm -hmm. I felt bad about that. There was children there. And then uh, the other one, I would say, is uh, we saw the midnight screening of Twister, and we harassed the local weatherman who was there to do a report on Twister (laughs) until he finally had to leave. We kept asking him (laughs) questions about the accuracy of the film, but not in a very polite way. Okay, I see. Anyway, so... There's a weatherman doing... Mm. Well, at the time, okay, let me explain to the kids out there. There was a time where local news actually had some legitimacy, and I don't mean just like Ron Burgundy legitimacy. So I think they were trying to do something fun, and the weather guy wanted to do something other than be in front of a blue screen, and so he was going to go see the movie and be like, could this happen kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, I, I don't know. I'm with the producer of the show. I like that you're getting mad at me. Like I made the piece. <laughs> like what were you thinking? I'm like I don't know. I seemed all right. Oh, seemed like a seemed like a plan. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like my first marriage. Those, it seemed like a good idea. Those damn kids. I mean, it's it's like anyway. Uh, but I did actually did actually manage to haul my ass out because I got to see Mad Max. So I was. Uh, oh my God, was that not uh, that uh, fucking uh, incredible? Uh, I'm masterpiece gonna, yeah, up there already. I'd say masterpiece. <laughs> a moment of just absolute my God, what yeah. a film! What and think a, about this: George movie. Miller, seventy years old, right? Former doctor, seventy mm-hmm. years old, comes back out and bitch slaps Michael Bay. <laughs> just 
I mean, you you know, I was I remember because I went with um, <clears throat> my friend Warren D from uh, Black and White Cookies. We went to go see it, and I was going. One of the things I said is like, you knew what was going on all the time, no matter how crazy it was. Yeah, you knew what was happening. You yeah. had. <laughs> I agree, and in fact, you know what? It, it it made me actually. At first, I was like, "Thank God," but then it made me actually lament. There was a project that was to the point where they had already had sets built, and production was like two or three weeks away, fully cast. Mm. That never got made. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. This is oh. prior to uh, Nolan's Batman, but George Miller, who did all of the Mad Max films and did. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Lorenzo's Oil, and uh, oh, you know what? He directed Babe, Pig in the City. He produced the first Babe. But I digress. He was set to direct Justice League. Ah. And they and 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 at first I was like, well, that sounds fucking stupid, especially when I heard about the script. But after seeing Mad Max and seeing his style of insanity when it comes to action, and the balls that he has, even the uh, Happy Feet movie. Uh, is not great, but I mean, there's things, there's flourishes to it. I am now a little sad that we will never see, uh, kind of in the same way with the death of Superman, what his vision of Justice League would have been. Mm. But yeah, it 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 was a staggering movie. I mean, just it started. I mean, and it, there was pacing, there was timing. You started off in a rush. Oh yeah, and then, an adrenaline. Just and then and but there were moments of pause. You you they they let you catch a breath, and there were like little surprises and somebody was complaining that uh, Max doesn't talk and I'm going well you know actually you know like it's called being stoic it's called being stoic and the other thing is that simply um, for example um, you know Clint Eastwood doesn't have as many lines as Tuco in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Well, no, that's kind of the point is actually in fact I would say I would go one further and say that uh, um, oh hell uh that it wasn't until probably Die Hard that it mm. became fashionable for the hero to be, Quipping. you know, uh, yeah, 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 like a motor. Well, let's, that's not fair. James Bond always had the yeah. one-liners, but even he was a little more reserved. I just mean like that real kind of American kind of like I'm going to make a quip every two seconds and, you know. Yeah. Uh, sure. But, I mean, I, I think there is something to – well, first of all, you're living in the fucking wastelands. Right. You know, post-apocalypse. What, who are you fucking talking to? And what do you, you have know, to say and, other than and, shit? And for and from what we see of Max before everything starts, he's got a lot of voices in his head, so he's just not going to like engage in conversation at any point. Oh yeah, yeah he's got. Well, know, do, yes. you, do you know what the the rumor online was? And I, and I do not think this theory holds true, but I think mm-hmm. that it, 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 since we talk about pop culture, I thought I'd throw it out there. Was that because people were so pissed off that you know, like, uh, or people get very OCD about the inconsistency of having a different actor? Mm-hmm. Play it, you know. It almost comes across like a prequel. And I don't know if yeah. you remember, but the first Mad Max is not in an apocalypse. Like, I mean, it's the world's going to hell, but it's right. like the second one really, you know, just jumps yeah. Yeah. forward <laughs> to like. By the way, there's a wasteland and the world's ended. Yeah. But I was going to say that that the people that were not happy with the inconsistency of having a different actor or an explanation for it were saying that somehow this was the feral child from. Uh, I think uh, Thunderdome grown up, but uh, it doesn't. Oh, it was ro- the feral child from ro- uh, from the Road Warrior. I'm sorry, Road Warrior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, no, no. yeah. but I no, mean, and which is why he would not be as as lippy either. But I will say this: I, I don't think that's accurate. And from what I've read with George Miller, um, yeah. you know, he wanted to make it more of like a James Bond series, where it doesn't matter that Max is a conduit for mm-hmm. other ideas, and also just to have a canvas to yeah. do just a work of Wild art when it comes to action. Shit. 
Oh, Jesus. yeah. But the storyline also I thought was great. And I love the fact that Furiosa is really pretty much the protagonist. Right. And, it's and, her, and, she set, She is the one that sets the action in motion. Right. Her action, that sets the action in motion. And shit, man. I love that. Even, like, the stuff that when I say, and I and I, I don't even mean it's like a, some sort of feminist proposition. Mm-hmm. I just mean, like, uh, our propaganda or whatever you want to call it or, or even making that turn. I just mean... I love the fact that there is an equality between the two of them and a respect between the two of them that even when he's got to – and this isn't giving anything away. There's no big spoiler here. But even mm-hmm. when it comes to firing a weapon, Max mm-hmm. is aware that her skill is better and without even blinking says, you need to do this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just – No, I mean he just – he just he's, – he's – well, he is – he is, shall we say, he's secure enough in his madness, let's call it, yes. to just say, okay, you do this better than I do. Do it. Speaking you, of madness, what about – I love the fact that that guy with the guitar the whole time is like oh, – I just like that, that he's thing? like sitting there sleeping, and then he like gets up, and he's like, oh, shit, starts, yep, we're back to it. <laughs> okay, back to it. He's like playing power chord, like doing – like shredding the entire time with the drum. I mean, I was going – I didn't even have to – you know, like – this is for people who don't want to take acid. See this film, yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> take that, Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that thing was heavy as hell. Apparently, yeah, the yeah, actor, I, it was like he was saying that thing was a goddamn. Well, nightmare. I love that he's also like on some weird like bungee cords, just kind of just, <laughs> you know bouncing around. It's like I want to know the backstory of that guy. Just like oh, shit, time to wake up. All right, guitar, fire, everything's set. Fired like you know six guys behind me in the truck beating on drums. I yeah, mean, it's like, you know with these pyro techniques, aren't you kind of like you know this is uh yeah this seems like a little extravagant. Like who are we? Who we were putting the show on for? I will say this though. I I also liked in all seriousness. I love the fact that um the empathy that even the young women had. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, let's say George Miller got some even great performances out of supermodels. But second yes, of all, which is like really yeah huh? yeah. How I was gonna say. I was going to say, second of all, I, I love the fact that the characters have empathy for even the young men who are being led. I mean, there, there is a lot of allegories going on in this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I, and I love that they don't refer to it as heaven. They refer to it as Valhalla, uh-huh. right. you know, but also just that these girls are like, look, they don't know any better, that these are just this young is, men that are. This is, it's just a boy. Yeah. It's just a boy. Yeah. Yeah. And, so I, and I'm and, hoping that I've heard they're going to come out with sequels. But I mean, he signed the guys. The actor is signed for two. Yes. So, yeah. And in well, fact, so did you know that at one point this film was going to be made in the early aughts with Mel mm-hmm. Gibson? Yes, you mentioned that. You'd mentioned that, at, and you know, because because of various things, they didn't get through, and then Mel went insane. Well, uh, that's and, yeah. I mean, even like Mad Max was like, okay, I'm fucking out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no, it's just <laughs> insane to the point of toxic at the box office kind of insane. Uh, yeah, you know, and also like, just toxic to the soul. I mean, the guy just yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I digress. I digress. <laughs> but we we uh, the Bob Muir and the Enemy Below podcast strongly endorses the seeing of the Mad Max film. I'm going to buy a Blu-ray player because so when this thing comes out, I'm you know going to watch it. I got to say, my biggest... my buddy just got a 4K 3D uh, yeah. player, and, and normally with that kind of uh, flash in the pan fad stuff, I'm like, yeah. yeah. But I watched it, not yeah. Mad Max, but I mean, I just watched some 3D films, yeah. and uh, it is jaw dropping. Okay. If you can ever well, just, afford it, like I yeah, see yeah, everyone yeah. out there, if I can ever afford it. Yeah, but I really want to. I mean, I was just, I was just blown away by that film. I'm, I'm gonna, I do need to see it again. Can I, uh, in, can I also the say that the Bob Muir and the Enemy Below podcast strongly does not endorse um, denying the Holocaust. All right. 
show. <laughs> we do not, do not. We, we do not endorse do not. some of Matt Nath's <laughs> ideas. Wait, we do not. Wait, do we not. have standards of any kind? I'm well, no, no, well, now that, I now no. I question myself. Thanks a lot, Henry. Below. Now that now that you well, gee, now that you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it, let's put, let's pull up some standards. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Who's it? So yeah, so we both yeah, I was like, I was like. <laughs> Standard is for pussies. Yeah, uh, the other thing I the other thing I liked it. One of the other things is like a little bit is that the main heavy Demo- Immortal Joe or whatever the hell his was name from is the first movie was Toe Cutter from the first. I played Toe Cutter from the first movie, and uh, which is kind of like my brother-in-law is a little bit too fond of Toe Cutter as a character because he can quote all the lines. <laughs> it's occasionally a little. Funny. Well, yeah, I think you can. It's like <laughs> the old line from. Uh... The thing about uh, the truth about cats and dogs is you can love your pets, just don't love your pets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever you say. What a lovely philosophy you have. Yes. I mean, it's just ah. But he was very good. He, you know, for for you know, since he only could see his eyes, he still did a good job in in that. Oh yeah. Well, the question I have is, is that with that that guy, did you see what he looks like currently? Um, yeah, it kind of looks like a dumpy old guy. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised. Well, at first I was like, he, well, he's got great eyes, though. I mean, just, I mean, yeah. and I don't even mean like, hey, Paul Newman, like, beautiful eyes. I mean, or, you know, whatever. I just mean like, he has got some pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, he looks, even with just the eyes, it's pretty mm. terrifying, just. Yeah, he's like. He is he is the he is a full on like he is a full on rotten human being. It's right. a fascinating. I mean, the other thing is fascinating. You know, we're not the, the actually the interesting thing is that George Miller actually managed to give each of the women who were involved in this separate personalities, which is like usually they don't bother to do that. You know, <laughs> people don't bother to do that. Hello. Yeah. Why give women personalities at all? I, I see uh, how that could go wrong. Particularly in a movie, you know, why oh, would yeah. you do that? Yeah. yeah. Good God. You know, then you have to get what? to know them, take them to dinner. It just becomes a pain in the ass. Why, well, and why, I, I why make them interesting? In the wasteland. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and, and apparently at Disney. I learned that last week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of which, apparently Tomorrowland crashed uh, and burned. Well, because it sucks. Yes, yes, yes. That was. Uh, <laughs> so, that, that, I, that's your. I, that seems to be the uh, the, the reason. <laughs> because it sucks. Well, my, I'm going to start telling people that. My, see, my favorite part of it, before that even came out, they've been talking about, because I, I, I have season tickets to Disney. I don't know why, but I do. It's probably because <laughs> I have kids and a wife who loves yeah. Disney. But, right, except you can't go because you can't get a sitter for the baby. Are you kidding? You see, you see the irony here. I take that to Disney. I don't, I take you the take baby the baby to, to Disney? Disney? How yes. is the baby's not old enough to go to Disney yet? Baby's six months old. Oh, I'm sorry. That just six months. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna have me completely cognizant and appreciate going to Disney. No, no. It's just that you have you, you don't met be... my new baby. <laughs> I have. Not. I haven't either. Well, Wouldn't be more concerned if I have. I don't know why Scott hasn't. Scott no, because I I am a piece of crap. That's why. Yeah, yeah. You should feel bad about that. Anyway, I do feel bad. No, she she seems. I don't hang out in baby bars. Well, what's wrong with you? They're excited, uh, especially when you're sitting at the back talking to the uh, the other people, going, "Why, why, why are we here? 
Right. Yeah, I'm like the Rick of Casablanca and baby bars. <laughs> I sit in the back with my candy cigarettes. So, so at Disney, they have these posters all about the new tomorrow and how they're going to rebuild Tomorrowland based on the movie. And I'm like, this thing is not going to do well at all. Well, that's not going to happen anyways because that movie is the biggest bomb they've had since uh, Lone Ranger. Oh, it's god-awful. I'm like, really? you going to put money into that? Really? Yeah, well, I mean, and, and you know what's sad is, is that my excitement for it wasn't even Clooney or, you know, Hugh Laurie, or even, you know, Damon Lindelof gets a lot of shit from the fanboys, but I still like him mm -hmm. as a writer. It wasn't even that. My excitement came from the fact that Brad Bird, the director, has done nothing terrible yet. I mean, he's done everything has been incredible. No pun intended mm -hmm. here in a moment. Uh, he did The Incredibles. Yeah. He did Iron Giant. He did Ratatouille. And when he jumped mm -hmm. to live action, he did, uh, against all odds, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which was actually mm -hmm. a pretty damn exciting action film. So... My excitement was, oh, here's Brad Bird with an original idea, live action, and you've got Clooney, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like about the future, you know, like, great. And then I watched it, and I was like, shit. Yeah. So apparently they, if some of the fallout is they pulled the plug on Tron 3. Oh, uh, yes, they did. Yeah, well, that's because the guy who was the uh, who's the studio head now, that was his baby, was Tron 2. So he, to save face, he was like, I don't give a shit. Like, Tron 3, like, Tron 2 was a success no matter what. And, uh, yeah, this finally put him over the edge yeah <laughs> you know when you so. when you when you cost 200 million not including production and advertising and you open to about 30 uh the lowest opening i think in 10 years on memorial day weekend mm -hmm. whoops yep. yeah that's oops. bad oops yeah. and and you know like i mean i know max costs a lot but max was you know max is well max, max is about like... 175 million but here's the thing max will do well worldwide even though it's r-rated it's one of those you were saying that even though Max doesn't speak, that actually plays better in foreign territories where, you, you know, it's the only reason that Schwarzenegger and Van Damme and Stallone were popular yeah. overseas is yeah. not a lot of dialogue. Right. Well, I mean, this, I mean, and I mean, I mean, Eastwood in, in the in the spaghetti westerns. I mean, he just ripped out pages of dialogue. Oh yeah. Just the character doesn't talk. Well, I love it yeah. that he had everyone, whether you were German, Italian, Spanish, whatever, just speak your own language, and it was just mm -hmm. dubbed afterwards. You know. Well, that was in that was the uh, you know that was that's how Italian that's how the Italian film industry that's how the European film industry worked. They would just you know everyone speak the language that you speak. Which must have been, I would must have been interesting during the acting, you know, like yeah, sure. right, yeah. I mean, you just had to know that. Oh, they paused. Time for me to say my lines. Yeah, you kind of know what the line they're supposed to say is. Right, you know, and like, what your reaction <laughs> is based off of the translation. I was gonna say yeah. the uh, also uh, of interest. Now, I didn't understand. Did either of you see Tomorrowland or not? No, no, I, I, I didn't even really know that there was such a film as Tomorrowland until I saw it was being labeled as disappointing. Well, you know what? On a, on a quick side note, I was gonna say I did not realize that Mission to Mars, the Brian De Palma piece of shit that came out years ago, it was got mm -hmm. one or two really good De Palma sequences. But I mean, it mm -hmm. is terrible. But I didn't realize that was also supposed to be in correlation with the Disney ride, as another. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came out from Touchstone. But what I was gonna say is Tomorrowland. The whole point of the film is to argue against the idea of films like Mad Max and that apocalyptic future that we should right. fear the future uh, we, should we should embrace, embrace it the... and yet it still ends with a bunch of shit blowing up because it's exciting mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes doctor heal thyself which is interesting because Mad Max actually ends with an up, with an uplifting ending it does uh, <laughs> uh, a <matriarchy>. <laughs> Also, yes. you know what I love, and this is going to make sense to nobody but maybe you, Bob, is that I love it at the end, you know, where they're all celebrating with that kind of mm -hmm. happy ending. Uh, that fat lady comes out, you know, the one that was having her tits milked. Um, yeah. and, and she's sitting up there with the heroes, 
and uh, as if she fucking did anything. I'm like, yes. why are you taking any credit for this shit? <laughs> because I'm, I'm here. She's like, look, and here's my big tits. They've been melting. <laughs> here's my, yes. Well, you're thinking of tits. I'm, I'm sorry, enemy below. You missed the. I, I, I'm sorry you missed the uh, these these stripper the 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 funeral stripper conversation. Oh yes. Uh, yes. We. I, we yeah. I, I've already got it set for Bob. I know what's happening. It's impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Did you guys mention the last week? I don't remember. Did you mention if uh, or talk about the new Supergirl show? Uh, no, we haven't mentioned and the new Supergirl show. I have not show. mentioned that I have already seen it because that would be wrong to have already seen it. Right, because okay. it got leaked. Yes. So I, I certainly have not seen it, but if I had seen it, <laughs> you would have. Your say criticisms this. would be. I would say. Um, actually, uh, you know what? I think it's about time that, uh, you know, the, the market has been burgeoning for, you know, young girls mm-hmm. to have, you know, mm-hmm. to have a female superhero. And it plays a little too cutesy by half for my my mm-hmm. taste of like the, oh, but, you know, girl power. And I, and I don't mean like, because I love Buffy. I've got no problem with girl power. Yeah. I'm just saying that I, this one, it was almost a little too on the nose. But it seems like, I mean, this is a pilot. So it's just kind of giving you a sampling of what they're going to do. But based on mm-hmm. the track record of Arrow and Flash, I mm-hmm. have hope for it. And I, I did like yes. how they tried to integrate references to Superman in it without being Superman. But again, a little mm-hmm. yeah. cute and on the nose on some of them. Okay. A Speaking little too flat. But I, I, yep. I think that, you know, I, I think it's time. But, I think it's yeah. time. And on top of it, you have Agent Carter re-signing for a second season. So. And yes! you also have yes! Hawkgirl in DC's Hawkgirl! Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Uh, basically, I'm gonna have my DVR is gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just I'm not leaving the house. I never even I know, get around to watching half the stuff I'm recording these I, days. Well, you yeah. don't need to Flash actually watch them. You just need to to act so, like you care. It's like when you give so, money to a charity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or 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 a dollar to a guy in the street. You know that kind of thing. That yeah. case, fucking love the Flash. Where were you going? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Grood, Grod. What did you think? Grood, Grod, what? Grod, Mister Mister the Bandit. The yeah, because that's still happened? on my DVR. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? We should play a game called "What's Still on uh, uh, Enemy Below's uh, DVR." What he what he hasn't seen yet? He's the still got a bunch of bad of porn on there. Well, you know, you got the last episode of Lost listed as being unplayed. What's going on here? <laughs> well, I, I I hate to break this to you guys, but uh, my the amount of free time that I have is about to, to extend about enough. tenfold, starting oh, yes. in a week. Oh, like you've got a baby or something you've got to take care of. Mm-hmm. No, no, my the school's out. School's out I have nothing summer. to do for two months. I, I like that we just went from feminist work out. to, like, you're like, no, no, I don't do that. That's a woman's job. <laughs> what? I wake her up, There's... I feed her, I play with her, I put her back to sleep. Half the time, I'm watching shit with her. She watched The Matrix with me yesterday. <laughs> okay. I'd be kind of like, I'd kind of, kind of, kind of be weird if her first words are red pill, blue pill. Well, Ryder's first <laughs> word was fuck, so you see where we're going with this. <laughs> Yes, I think. Yes, right word. So, anyway, so I think so. Um, interesting. So, did you, um, Mr. Mr. The Bandit? You, you saw, I gather you saw the "You Will Believe in Grodd" episode of The Flash. Did you? Say again now. Did you? You saw the "You Will Believe in Grodd" episode of The Flash. I did how, see it, and I, uh, you know what? For I, I thought it was. I don't think it was one of the best episodes of the season because actually, no. I think this show has surprisingly been so good. That even mm-hmm. in an episode like that, and I, and and legitimately, I thought the effects were were damn good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, even for a show, 
um, or even for a, a episode that was as good as that, I don't think it has lived up to some of what the best of the Flash is. Having said mm-hmm. all of that, to do a show with a, you know, a uh, super intelligent gorilla yes. and actually kind of carry it off. Yes. Yeah. I think I think they didn't quite make him until you know he just I think I was a little disappointed he wasn't more intelligent I think there was a little bit of the too much you have but you there's have very room high expectations for your super intelligent gorillas but there is room for growth here because he's getting they're talking about him getting smarter so it's possible that they you know like I mean listen I don't expect him to come and talking like uh, Cary Grant holding a martini and a you know See, cigarette in a holder <laughs> cigarette in a holder. Yeah. Ah, Mr. Flash, good to see you again. I, I don't think. Well, then, let me ask you this. Now, now you've seen. Did you see the finale? I I have the finale. I don't haven't seen it yet. Actually, to be honest, because it looks like it's going to be really emotionally wrenching, and I I I'm not in the mood to get emotionally wrenched right at the moment. Um, it, uh, it, I will say this, and I'm not going to give anything away. I mean, legitimately, I won't. But I'm just saying that it it is. But I I mean I I think you can handle it. It's emotional okay. in the sense that it's like. Well, that's that's very sweet, and I can see why they decided to go with that that option. Mm-hmm. But I will say, what amazes me is it ends on a cliffhanger, but it also yeah. opens up the possibilities to, you know, alternate Earths. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And there's one, Yo, and, there's one uh, and there's one little um, Easter egg in there that I think you're going to shit your pants <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. All right. All right then. You call yourself a scientist. There's been some scientific breakthroughs. Uh, I am unaware. Oh, I will say this: it's not particularly science, but I am excited to hear that Art Bell is coming back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, do you know who Art Bell is? Enemy below. Uh, I know. Art Bell was famous back when. Uh, uh, what uh, what's the word I'm looking for is, uh, um, just radio. Like when talk radio was big in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like the Rush Limbaugh era, you know, when Howard Stern was at the top of the game, all of that. Um, and and uh, you didn't have a whole lot of choice other than radio. Art Bell was a nationally syndicated talk show, and basically it was like the X-Files. But you would listen mm. to it at night, and he would come out of Phoenix, out of his compound there, where, you know, he was, I don't know, wearing... I see, yeah, I see, yeah, I seem to remember, like, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's coming and, back. and he was like, but what's interesting is that the X-Files coming back on TV... And now Art Bell is coming back on the air. I think there's, you, you know what it says? It says, you know, uh, and I mean this with all due respect, but post 9-11, mm-hmm. that we have, an, you know, we feel comfortable enough that we can think about stupid shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, we're, we're now we're now back to we can actually worry about whether or not aliens are probing our anuses uh, rather than I Arabs think about flying that planes into buildings. I when I'm at the truck stop. The magic of science continues. Um, there's, a, there's an announcement that archaeologists have discovered 2,400-year-old golden bongs used by royalty to smoke cannabis and opium in Russia. All right. <laughs> That's how they golden decided. Bongs. They're like, wow, man. Golden bongs. Yeah, man. Wait, wait, wait. Are, they, are they solid gold or are they plated? They're gold. They're like, you know, they're gold cup-ish looking things. That's where they sat around kind of going like, hey, man, you see how big Rasputin's cock is, man? The, the bongs <laughs> contain. <laughs> Dude, man, I mean, God, they call him. Yeah, hey, man, you get, all, you get everything. You get you get to have yeah, superpowers yeah. and a big Hey, hey we and shot dang. him, but he's still moving. Let's go oh, throw him man. in the river. 
Yeah, man, you know. We poisoned him, we shot him, he's still moving, man. Dave, this is like man. bummer city. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not, no, Rasputin's not here, man. No, no, he's no, not man, here. No, I'm Rasputin. Get, get rid of the body, get rid of the body. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, see... The bo- they, they were discovered at a... The experts believe the bongs, the oldest in existence, used by the Scythians, an ancient Iranian nomadic people who dominated the Eurasian grasslands. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Uh, the bongs contained a thick black residue, which upon examination was found to be a mix of cannabis and opium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder <laughs> if that still taste good. Like, I wonder if that would still be, like, legitimately good. Did, the just, did they do what they did in the 70s? I always liked it in the cop shows back then, where... If there they was, take like, a finger... Where, yeah, they they take a on. finger, they taste it. Yeah, it was like. I'm like, aren't well, you fucking high now? Like, what? <laughs> well, actually, sure the thing is. You're supposed to do that. Well, I mean, actually, you're probably not supposed to do that with with that. But I mean, it's it's fortunate they never like did that with acid because the pinky is enough. Right, right. They're <laughs> it's like, like blah, I, about I a half an like, hour. You know, this, this is some uh, this is some really good shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like I don't know why I, I had I to become my cop became like Frank Oz meets Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Yes, the ornate. Yeah, so they, the, they, hey, the bongs contain, they got the bongs contain a thick black residue, which uh, smoked as a way to induce a trance and help with the innovation. Uh, the potent mix was also smoked by Scythian kings before leading their armies into battle. Okay, dudes, let's go get them! Yeah, fuck it. You, know, we, you don't need the St. Crispian's Day speech. <laughs> a little bit of opium. By the way, I, I always thought I thought cocaine was supposed to be the the drug of kings or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in cocaine, coca. They didn't know coca leaves comes from. There was the there was the new world. They didn't know about cocaine from. Um, oh, I thought they had it in Europe I, as well. No, no, no. It wasn't until it was the coca leaves in Peru. They used to chew the leaves to keep, uh, you know, for, on long trips. They would in Peru. They would just chew the leaves. Trips? To, yeah, I think walking, you mean that both walking as in foot passing. Yeah. Yes, yes, long trip. Yes. So they were just like, yeah. So anyway, so now we have, now we have Scythian kings, and actually, since Sparta, since actually Spartacus was was supposed to be a Scythian, um, we see we can now kind of like I now I'm seeing like all the scenes with Kirk Douglas with like a little bit of a stoner slur. Oh yeah. I hate the Romans, man. <laughs> I, you know what though? That 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 explains the whole uh, uh, oysters and clams uh, allegory yeah. now. Yeah, I like oysters and clams. I like them both, man. <laughs> You know, snails. Well, limit oysters yourself, and, man. Snails. Oysters and snails. snails. I'm trying to understand the allegory for snails. I, I, Those are legless snails. women. Yeah, man. Well, anyway. Thank you. So, anyway, Enemy there's that. Yes, and there's also, like, uh, for 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 uh, for other things for science, apparently they're going to start up the Large Hadron Collider because they weren't able to summon Norlota at the Crawling Chaos into our into our dimension yet. That's absurd. Uh, and then let's they see. They need to hurry else. with that because I really want to live the Godzilla movie. Uh, yeah, oh, you yeah. want the Godzilla movie to, yeah. to be lived. And let's see. Uh, I need interdimensions. The, I need to have the uh, the old ones from H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. Yes. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, we'd be great, man, dude. <laughs> Look at that. So yeah, and there was also um, there's also apparently China is now using for sperm donation. They're using a sperm extracting machine. Uh, I think that's just called my hand. Now, apparently, there's some people that it, it, it's not enough, so they like, have this I, little... I need you to put your cock in there. No! <laughs> no! No, I am not doing that. <laughs> I, I like that somehow, like, you know, that why why the machine? Like, what do they need? I don't understand. Yeah. So it's like, basically, it kind of looks like a little bit like a... Uh, 
a, a platform, and there's a screen on it for in case you're not, you know, <laughs> in case you want to like tune into something. And you know, you put Mr. Happy in this hole, and they can they can adjust the the pressure it and the warmth. And... I, I'm hoping <laughs> it's like a Japanese machine where they just have like you know fun little photographs, uh, you know, hieroglyphics to explain how to do it with the instructions. <laughs> that yes, would be that great. Would be, that would be great. Meantime, here's another one for if those you of you find who. Find a picture of that, please post that on the Facebook page because I definitely yeah, no will. Definitely, I, will, uh, I definitely I will. And the other thing, speak. I will also Alrighty the other then. the other one, of course, is actually they have invented a machine for budding proctologists called Patrick. Uh, so ah. you can actually, <laughs> so you can now exactly you know, virtually examine someone's ass. Ah, <laughs> uh, why Patrick? Like why? I don't know. I think. That seems like there's kind a, of a dick move to anyone named Patrick. It's probably Patrick, the scientist that made it. It's like, this is the guy that's fucking my wife. We're going to yeah. call this thing Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, you know. <laughs> yes. It's a banker turned me down for the loan. <laughs> yeah, it's a mortgage. <laughs> Fuck you. How you doing, Patrick? You know, like, this guy remember? just had some bad uh, same, some bad St. Patty's green beer. <laughs> yes. Yes. It. Patrick is endowed with four sensors, which can alert the student whether he or she is being too aggressive. Uh, you know, I think you're. You know, you're being aggressive when you're using the machine uh, titled uh, uh, the uh, the violator. Yes. Consider this, uh, Logan. said. How would a medical student know if they're doing a good prostate exam? Currently, it's impossible for the educator to gauge performance. This is how unless you know, it doesn't. Odd- oh yeah, no, that's good. That's real. Yeah. That is very good. <laughs> we need unless- data. <laughs> Further, deeper. Yes. We had the technology. Is and now can report how thorough the student was with her. Are you? Yeah. Don't stop until you hit the back of their teeth. But anyway, just... <laughs> maybe I have met you at the truck stop. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyone else for any any other science notes while we're well, this, this, I believe kind of a... that we have done our best yeah? to ruin science. Yes. Yes. It, it, okay. On uh, on Netflix, there's a movie called Zombievers. Have you seen that yet, Bob? Because I have, I have a feeling it, I, I have I, the soundtrack. Really? I have seen the, I've seen the ad for it. I haven't seen it yet. I have I, I have, I have it on my you, queue. You will, it, 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 it's actually pretty fun. It's up there with like a, uh, Joe Dante's Piranha, where it's oh, kind okay. of a okay. knowing. They, well, obviously, I, I, think, I just I, saw I, the cover and I was fairly disturbed. I will say <laughs> yes, yes, there is yeah, that. It's up there the, with, the, the cover uh, is the cover is right up there with like that's just. I was going to say like, it's up there with the movie. Have you guys ever seen the movie Teeth? Uh, I've heard of where it. Where it has a, it, it, it goes yeah. to the myth of vagina dentata. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah uh, it's in that, that league. But I will say this. They, most of the... Um, are, My nads have now retreated back up the canal, by the way. I never even knew they descended. <laughs> the, the, uh, um, I was going to say that. Sorry. The very idea is that... <laughs> like, ah, rah, rah, like, I didn't know that they could fit in my stomach. Um, I, I was going to say that the uh, zombie beavers are all done with, like, puppetry so it, it really okay. does go to, uh, back to that old school plus they have a mm-hmm. healthy sequence of uh just flagrant nudity uh oh, good. for no good reason except it's just a good reason naked people naked people and and insane beaver a- puppets may, i think we're good and may animated. i also add that you will enjoy this bob is that the uh the opening uh title track is kind of a mm-hmm. nice throwback to where they had like a main title sequence was uh, some great main title music but they also have at the end, they have a theme song that's sung mm. by a guy who's doing a very good 
uh, I won't even say Sinatra, but Frank Sinatra Jr. impersonation. <laughs> but it's like, Zombievers, Zombievers. <laughs> and he actually goes Perfect. through and tells mm-hmm. the entire story, mm-hmm. including spoiler alerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will, uh, okay. I will link on our, uh, on our Facebook page, page to the uh, YouTube of that song. All right, very good, very good. So, um, so yeah, that I'm was kind of like disturbing. I'm glad that you put that under science. Enemy <laughs> below. You're yeah, like, yeah. speaking of science. I, I need social beavers. studies. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm talking yeah, about okay. vagina beavers. This is the, this is the best thing I know. Zombies. I don't know a lot about science. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a learned man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm... But I do know I like zombies. And Beaver yeah. in both capacities. So, yes. anyway, so that's it. Uh, so, um, dead people. I've got a couple, but none of them are interesting. Well, oh. that's, <laughs> what, what? I'm glad that you've already besmirched their name before we've even started. <laughs> They're really well, not that interesting. Yeah, not really. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the guy from The Beautiful Mind. Oh, and yeah, his John wife Nash. Died. He did what a die, yes. Yeah, way to die, also. Yeah. Just yeah. Kind of like, uh, you know, in a car crash. Car accident. You know, yeah. talk about the randomness of life. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, even though he stayed married, that you know that was the one complaint about that movie, and I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. It's apparently he had had some. I I know that he had kind of dabbled, and I say dabbled not as if you're not born with it, but I just mean I know that he had dallied, <laughs> had dalliances mm-hmm. with uh, 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 men outside of his wife, mm-hmm. but also right. which they did not talk about. But also, I think, God, I could be wrong on this, and I and I I'm. If I'm wrong, this is just what I think I heard, so no one sue me. Mm-hmm. But I thought that he was more of like a may have been not as sympathetic, and when I say sympathy, he may have had expressed sympathies for people that we were fighting against in World War II. Yeah, he had. Well, I mean, schizophrenia kind of make you know you can be a little. It can kind of make you a little bit crazy. It, it, aside from crazy, you also could be a bastard. Well, you can also be a you know, bastard too. That reminds me of uh, there's a great Woody Allen film. Uh, Everyone says I love you, and uh, you know the uh, Alan Alda character is this big liberal, and it, one of his sons, mm-hmm. um, played by Lucas Haas, a little boy from Witness, grown up, is uh, uh, plays a guy who's his uh, rebellion is he's a Republican, kind of like Michael J. Fox and Family Ties. Mm-hmm. But they find out that he had a minor tumor, and once that had been removed, he came back to his senses and became a good liberal. Mm. <laughs> Which I, I think explains Fox good. News. Yeah, well, not necessarily. Nothing explains Fox no. News other than money. Well, that, uh, but just, that is a so I, I will. Uh, I would also uh, note the passing of Ann Mira, uh, oh, yeah. Ben Stiller's wife, uh, who is the comedy team Stiller and Mira, yeah. who were on every who are on every variety show ever in the seventies, yes. and who also were in every radio commercial ever on WNEW AM. Yes. Uh, they for a period there, and they were very good together. And she up was there just, with the, she, maybe not as good as Nichols and May, but in that same vein of like same, Burns and Allen kind of. A, yeah, same kind of thing. So uh, again, they were very you know very gently funny uh, kind of thing. It just uh, and a very and just, and just a very sweet relation. I mean, like legitimately a sweet relationship, not even just by Hollywood standards, but I mean they just had a real love and affection for each other, and and mm-hmm. clearly raised a a very smart and interesting young man. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, uh, my sympathies to the parents and and thank you for your thank you for the thank you for the gentle laughter which of course I is not my style at all. <laughs> nothing about us is gentle. No, nothing about us is we're all we're all like we're all we're all basically we're all basically how do you like that Patrick huh I like huh that. how do you like that Patrick I, I like that in your impression somehow we're the worst version of Jerry Lewis <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> 
So, uh, so any people? Uh, the the people weren't interesting. The ones that uh, went by. Uh, no, I, I well, had. Uh, to tell us who it is now. Now it's. Well, I happen. had I had Ed Gilligan, who I worked with at American Express, and he's uh, oh, and he oh, died. Oh, nice. Sorry, I mean he not nice, the, but I mean that's sweet of you. Yeah. He was the, he was the president of of American Express, so it was all over the news. <laughs> Did uh, he? Uh, okay. uh, and and the name Gilligan. His last name was Gilligan. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think For, it was. Na- it's a surname, so I don't think it was actually named after a TV show. But it was well, about no, the actually, same time. To, to be fair, sorry. Quick side note is Gilligan was not his surname. Uh, was his surname as well? Uh, was mm-hmm. was his? Excuse me. Whatever. Uh, Wait, his uh, name is Gilligan. Gilligan? No, his name was. It's like McCuddy Gilligan or something. He had some name. I'll look it up. His first Hold name on. was McCuddy. I don't know. I'm making that part up, but he had a real name. That was in like, the, I mean, in the show Gilligan's Island. Wait, if you're Gilligan gonna make up a name, name, why did you go with McCuddy? I, I don't know. I think that that is a very good question because I've always wanted to know someone named McCuddy Gilligan. That's the that's the title of my '70s top show. And it's got two last names. What are you gonna do? Uh, well, yes. I've got three first and last names, so. Well, yeah. mm. uh, what I was going to so. say, well, all three of my names are could be first or last. The point is this: <laughs> is I will look up what Gilligan's first name is, and okay. uh, uh, you guys do what you do. Okay. <laughs> Bad movie. <laughs> this is an El Santo classic. Because uh, because I want. Does it, it star McCuddy Gilligan? No, it doesn't star McGuddy Gilligan. What it does star is El Santo and the Blue Demon against the Monsters. Ooh. I think <laughs> I've seen is that in, wrestling match. Uh, yes, it is kind of an insane... It is... There really isn't much of a plot. They just kind of set up that the the beginning of the film, an evil doctor, evil, has died. He's being buried, and then is resurrected by his hunchback dwarf assistant and hate? zombies. Yes. So, I mean, a bald hunchback dwarf, too. And... They, it was like, so they go into, they, the set is, where they were resurrected is basically a sub Star Trek looking thing. Uh, Star Trek, the first season, the first, the original series uh, set looking. It was the 70s. It's it's a crazy film. What happens is that uh, the evil doctor then proceeds to resurrect or find these various monsters. He finds the mummy, who looks like somebody from a burn victim, rather than actually anything frightening. The Frankenstein monster who has a mustache and goatee. Well, that's uh, that's only fashionable. <laughs> they have the Wolfman who basically looks like a homeless person that they gave teeth to, uh, and stuck like a potato on his nose, kind of thing. It really is like the laziest of the makeups, and they're not they're pretty lazy. Uh, there is also a vampire who has bat ears all the time and a top hat. Who sleeps in the coffin with the top hat? I was that, that occurred to me when he was opening the top hat coffin. Why is he sleeping in the top hat? Wouldn't he leave the top hat? You know, put the top hat. You know, on a little nightstand before getting in the coffin. I, I just, I was just wondering. I just found myself wondering about that. So, what happens is that the uh, blue demon is actually controlled and made into a. The, he has a. Uh, he has a duplicate, an evil duplicate made. So most of the film consists of. Uh, various various scenes where all of a sudden the El Santo and his girlfriend and the girlfriend's father, who were relatives of the evil mad scientist, Doctor Evil Mad Scientist, uh, are then menaced, and then there's an all-out brawl. There's also it's very it's a, the, 
Lucha Libre films also require, like, they have two different wrestling matches. One featured the Blue Demon, the other features El Santo, who's actually fighting the, fighting the, um, ends up actually fighting the vampire when he takes the mask off, turns out it's the vampire, and then all chaos breaks out. Actually, what happens is each scene basically goes along, and all of a sudden, all the monsters come in. It's also the Cyclops. I forgot to mention the Cyclops, who is kind of like a stand-in, I think, for the Creature from the Black Lagoon, but the Creature from the Black Lagoon was still under copyright at the time when they made the film, so they did the Cyclops. So he's got like a flashlight in his as as an eye that rotates back and forth. It's the cheesiest thing you've ever seen. It's just insane. So everything goes every now and then they'll just they'll just have an all out brawl and people are running around and yelling and screaming and they're just fighting. And either and then Santo or the girl or whatever gets away and then they'll have another scene. And then um in the middle just toward the end of the film, they have a nightclub scene where El Santo is in and I always love this about Lucha Libre films shirt, suit, jacket, tie, and the mask. I just find that look to be just irresistible. Uh, and they watch what looks like a Mexican version of an American in Paris. Because <laughs> it's like like eight minutes of dancing <laughs> and singing. Nothing to do with the plot, just people dancing around and singing. And it looks like an American, like, it looks like a postman. And he's dressed like a postman, and he's like goes to various scenes when he's in Mexico, and he's in America, then he's in Cuba, I think, or something like that. It's crazy. It's just absolutely the most insane film I've ever seen. One of the most insane films I've ever seen. Uh, there are some interesting... Uh, interesting thing was uh, during one of the scenes is actually they have the Frankenstein monster driving the getaway car. Hello? Am I the talking to Frankenstein myself? Frankenstein monster driving the getaway car? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it's a good idea. I don't know. I was just, you know, like, I was, I, it got to me. It's like, how do you get his license? Or did, who taught him? Which, by the way, <laughs> I'm back. Okay. Sorry, I was going okay. to say, uh, it is Willie Gilligan. Willie? Willie Gilligan. Gilligan. <laughs> and, wait for it, the skipper's real name was Jonas Grumby. Well, that's just, well, that's kind of... funny. <laughs> yes. But it's Willie. It's not McCutty Gilligan. McCully, McCully Gilligan is his, uh, uh, I don't know, Irish cousin. McCutty Gilligan is his abusive uncle that let, gave him the, uh, the the low self-esteem that That's right. made him sabotage. I thought it was that Major allow, Lee Krebs. That caused him to sabotage all of the all the escape attempts. Mm. Did you remember the, there was the Gilligan's Island? The, 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 the view of Gil- the robot? No, no, no the, the idea that Gilligan was actually, it was, the Gilligan's Island is actually hell and Gilligan was the devil. Uh, oh because every God, time they tried... <laughs> Because every time they try to get away from the island, Gilligan destroys their chances. Well, see, now Enemy Below doesn't have to watch the ending of Lost. Yeah, there you go. All righty yeah. then. All right. So, uh, but anyway, I I thoroughly enjoyed this film because it makes absolutely no bloody sense because it really isn't much of a plot. It just, okay, they set up the concept, all these monsters, they're all attacking El Santo and his friends, and eventually El Santo beats them. What? Really? It's about... That's about it. Well, it's El Santo <laughs> versus a monster, so you would think El It's Santo. El Santo and Blue Demon, and the monsters I'm sorry, are like... I didn't mean to take away from Blue Demon. Don't take away from Blue Demon. Don't, 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 don't diss the Blue Demon, man. Don't diss the Blue Demon. But it's just, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy-ass film. And I, I, my, my favorite moment is actually, is they go, well, we're going to go to a nightclub and hide, you know, because the... <laughs> we're going to go to a nightclub and do what now? Well, just going to like he he takes he takes the uh, his girlfriend and her father who are the targets of these evil Doctor Evil uh, to a nightclub, and I as I was talking to the enemy low, there was like a Mex they watch a Mexican version of what looks like a Mexican version of um, an American in Paris uh, ah. sequence. 
At a nightclub. So it's like a, at a nightclub. It's like the worst ballet nightclub ever. <laughs> well, it's it, it's it, you know there's the, the other interesting thing with that is like for example they shoot the nightclub and you see the people at tables and then they shoot the scene where they're dancing and obviously it's a stage set you know it's a sta- it's a set you know oh, it's they not it's, they, watching, like, I like that you say it's like night. obvious. <laughs> they didn't even try to make it look like there's actually you know it's it's in the same room as the people. Well, but I like it that you're saying that they're distinguishing as if there would you, you expected legitimacy to this. Like I can't believe this <laughs> no, I didn't ex- set. I did. I did expect legitimacy. They put so I mean, much good, into this. <laughs> I put nothing. They put nothing into this. It's like two hundred you know. million dollars into it. Oh my god, was future world? What the hell? <laughs> I also I just like the idea that in this world that you know maybe they were trying to be like um to really open it up and make it a little bit more surreal. That's what I'm looking for. Well, I mean, it's or surreal enough. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's surreal enough. You know, it's like the, um, it, you know, they, they just, it, it just have these sequences like people just show up. And then, of course, the, the you know, of course, the evil, the cat, the, the castle of the evil Dr. Castle, every time I saw it, all I could say was, it's only a model. Uh, it's, just, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so fake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so well, you know, it was just—it's such a wonderful. Under the category of good movie. I would, I would, I, this is just—it's—and it's not good, but it's thoroughly entertaining. Uh, it's, it's just. That's what I tell people about sex with me. It's not good, yeah. but it's entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining. <laughs> watching you, watching them all flail. I mean, every, every. <laughs> you are. We all had a, a raucous good time. <laughs> what I love about what I love is every scene just degenerates into a full scale brawl, you know, and the people are like running around. And the poor guy in the Cyclops suit can't see shit. So he's like wandering around looking for I'm supposed to go somewhere. Where am I supposed to go? Tell me. Somebody yell somebody tell me where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> they put the eye you know in what? the wrong place. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say that that could be me on any given Saturday night wandering the street. <laughs> That was this. Uh, who am I? Where was, am I what, supposed to be? Who am I? What? What wine? Who? Where the hell did? Whose wine? What wine? Where the hell did I dine? Yes, I just. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's like. Uh, anyway, so a mighty fine wine. I, I actually, I give this. Uh, actually, I do give it. Unfortunately, it's kind of hard to find nowadays. So I do give this an enthusiastic. I do this enthusiastic. Yes, see this. It will not melt your brain. It'll melt your brain, but in a good way. Uh, it's it's very silly and just wonderfully berserk. It's just a berserk film. I mean, I mean if you you know like the, the whole there's an alien in the evil doctor's laboratory uh-huh. with like a, like a little short alien feature with an exposed brain does nothing, just stands there and just like waves its arms around a little bit. But it's just wonderful atmosphere, <laughs> wonderfully weird atmosphere to the whole I'm thing. I'm going to uh, quote Bill Murray from Ghostbusters 2 real quick. You're going yeah. to say, sure, every time. Every now and then you get a Starman or an E.T., but usually they turn out to be some sort of big lizard. <laughs> Hand me Ira. Next week, hairless pets. Weird. Yes. So, anyway, they get uh, and I mean, you know, the 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 scene actually was kind of like the scene, you know, like the 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 hunchback dwarf, bald hunchback dwarf, resurrecting the, you know, like. Would you have a hunchback dwarf any other way? Yeah, I don't think so. If you, had, if you gave so. him hair, it would be weird. <laughs> yes. And then I I had forgotten actually there are also the zombie henchmen, who what? are yeah of course. Of course. <laughs> like, who are? Uh, I, I'm thinking of young Frankenstein, are, where he's like, "Of course, the rates have gone up." 
Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so the and the zombie henchmen who were green, but apparently either the green the green makeup either was like either expensive or sort of like made people irritable because like the hairline it's not quite to the hairline and the eyes are kind of <laughs> They're like look man I, I'm, I'm already playing along by being in your shit <laughs> the same problem every time I see Shrek uh, oh god yeah <laughs> he's not talking about the show he means our neighbor yeah. uh, <laughs> so it's just there's like there's like these pale hairline or and a couple of times they forgot to actually put the makeup on you know before the before they yelled action and it's like you know and they said ah, screw it we'll lose it in the mix <laughs> we'll lose it in the mix <laughs> you know we'll fix it in post we'll fix it in post you know we don't what's this post they're talking about i don't know yeah, just, i say that and they don't nod yeah. i don't know what it means Look, either we didn't have, we didn't have money <laughs> for free <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have we didn't have money for like po- you know like we didn't post we didn't have money for like ADR you know so it's like <laughs> the lines of the lines that's I thought it, the money you know? was for nothing and the chicks were free yeah money for nothing and chicks so anyway yes. um that's see this film if you can I would recommend it for all of those who like berserk I like insane that say, movies so anyways it's more of like yeah I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> I move past whatever you're saying. No, 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 no. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, go ahead. No, okay. No, no. But that's 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 the bad movie tonight. I I have I've been suffering through so many. I just wanted to do one that's actually like you know this is this is bad in a good way. This yeah. is this is one that is entertaining. You know what? It's like uh, I always say there is good Pacino, bad Pacino, and good bad Pacino. Yeah, so I might actually go see Tomorrowland since it's got so many terrible reviews, but I'm, I've already suffered through uh, Jupiter Jones. Which, I don't know if I which, really want to go in. Which, which, by the way, I was gonna, I was going to uh, qualify that good bad Pacino is when he sounds like Hoghorn Leghorn, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. living in the Bronx. But yes. uh, yeah, Jupiter I Jones, I believe, was more of a some sort of uh, uh, sci-fi black exploitation film. I'm not sure if that. I think Jupiter Rising. Ascending. Yeah. Ascending. <laughs> Jupiter Ascending, yes, yeah. with starring Jupiter Jones, yes. yeah, yeah, and 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 the bees, uh, yeah, God, they recognize I, Roy. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. it was it was that. No, bad. you couldn't. And I like really? I like Cloud Atlas. I mean, I, at least Cloud Atlas to me was a movie where there are A plus sequences and then there are mm-hmm. F sequences, you know. And so yeah. I mean, ultimately the movie I would give it probably a B, but I just mean like I legitimately enjoyed it. But Jupiter Ascending or Ascending, whatever it is. I yeah. I just I, I God damn it was boring. It just it, mm. beyond oh, yeah. just being just ludicrously just awful. It was just fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this about uh, Sato and Blue Demon versus the Monsters: boring. It's not crazy. <laughs> it is yes. boring. It's not. Is that the review from Yoda? <laughs> yeah. That's, yes, that was a review Yoda, from Yoda. Uh, no, boring. It's not. <laughs> crazy. It is. <laughs> like there it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> like it, you do, yes. Anyway, so and so and, and anyone have anything else? Any any last words? Any wisdom? Anyone? From <laughs> I it? never wisdom. Just don't listen to me. That's my wisdom. Not a lot of last words, but uh, you know, I don't know if I'll get into <laughs> any of them at any point. Okay. So anyway, this is Bob Muir saying peace, love, shown a knife. And this is and, the enemy and... below. Ow. Okay. Go ahead. And this is <laughs> the bandit saying goodbye. Damn. Yes. <laughs> Take that, Patrick. <laughs> and with that, we're out of here. Yeah. Zombievers, zombievers, you hear your sweetheart scream. She tells you why you don't believe.
a bathroom, it's no lie. It's a zombie bird, contaminated by toxic goo. A random genetic mistake. They're semi-aquatic, they're hungry for you. Boys and girls, stay away from the lake. Instead, they're dodging beaver choppers and facing their damnation. Don't board up the doorways and windows, my friend. It won't do any good. These furry brown bastards are fully equipped and they'll chew right through the wood. Say goodbye to your golden retriever, Don Beaver. Christ, you can't escape, they block the road with trees. Check your bodies for scratches, you can't be too careful, the cause or a cause will concern you. Yes, once you're infected, it's only a matter of time before you turn into zombievers. Spoiler alert. Zombievers. Look out there, coming through the walls, your girlfriend's too involved.